Welcome back, people. It's episode eight of season three of the Taxi Squad podcast. Vince, we're back. How you doing? Are you stretching right now? A little bit. A little bit. Big stretch. Got to get ready. Um, dude, I'm doing great. It's uh, This is officially the first Sunday, this last Sunday, that we didn't have football on um, besides the XFL, which is a life. Hey, um, don't, Pete, don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but I did miss miss the nfl on sunday um you can kind of feel it being the lull season right now but it's okay because we're right. still here we're still cranking them out every week for our people for our people we don't even have a name for our uh for our listeners yet. we got to figure that one out taxi squad i don't know we gotta Third come up man. with a name <laughs> yeah. we're, we're, we're the we'll taxi squad there the, the yeah we'll give us a minute on that one we'll, we'll come yeah. back and if you have one. an idea let us know yeah, but I mean, hey, you know, Vince, I mean, maybe in the off season we shift, we have a little XFL talk, and we would have to buff up a little bit. But, you know, we might have to bring it out to the people and be like, hey, how would yeah, you I mean, feel Pax, about Yeah, I mean, Lynch segment? got benched this weekend. I mean, go He's figure. the only person to get benched in college, professional NFL, um, Canadian, and XFL. Pretty cool. I mean, hey, that's, I think, when you know you should just give up on the game. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's when kind of like it's bench. kind of awesome. I guess first person ever. Awesome? <laughs> I, don't know. Uh, I mean, I mean that's like yeah, I guess it's like saying hey, some people do anything person. to get their name in a a record book, you know? Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't think that's a record book he personally wants to be a part of. No, can you imagine? Not. Can you believe? Like, let's take a step back on this because what he came out of Memphis. And uh, I think so. Like John Elway traded up to get him. Oh yeah, he liked him a lot. Oh yeah, liked well, him that a was, whole lot. It's it's the height thing. Oh yeah, he loves oh, he yeah. loves hikes. He did the same thing with Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler's like six eight. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe he's into like the aggressively big birded quarterbacks. Right, I mean, they didn't work in Chicago. The Mike Lennon experience. Yeah, I mean, big bird. I think he just wanted to Peyton Manning again. AKA yeah, long neck. exactly. Yeah, go hey. get Davis Mills. Davis Mills. There's a name for you. The yeah. ironic part about it all, too, is that Russell Wilson's short ass is the quarterback of the or the Denver Broncos. Now. They were trying to recreate. We'll get into it. They were trying to recreate something there. It just didn't work. But as as, mm-hmm. as far as like the you know the tall quarterbacks goes, and you know all that good stuff, you know, pretty strange and unusual, you know. Oh, yeah, they're tall. Yeah, they're tall. Yeah, that was that was a middle of the way segue. I'll give you like a yeah. You know, usually I'm better at them. Usually, like because I haven't done one in a long time, so I I just think I'm just getting to the point though that we should get on strange and unusual. I generally wouldn't say anything, but I expect the most out of you because you've given to us before, and that's why I said it. You know, you know, sometimes you just fall off, right? This is so with all that being this said, is a, this is a boys helping boys podcast. What are we doing? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You know, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, trust me, I don't know about it. Mike. Next time, you gotta bring the fucking heat, okay? But yeah. with all hey. that being said, <laughs> let's get into a new strange and unusual because we haven't had one in almost a month, True. and uh, we are not disappointing this week. Vince, why don't you kick this one off? Sure. Uh, I mean, the situation is disappointing. Sad. So <laughs> I'll put that out there first. It's just, it's just wild. Insane. It's insane. Yeah. 
bananas. Yep. Um, so for people that didn't hear, uh, this came out last month, but uh, Darius Miles, now former basketball of the university basketball player of the University of Alabama, um, he murdered a twenty three year old woman last month, um, and subsequently is held without bail before he's set to go to a grant jury. Um, this was news, obviously a big deal. Miles being a piece of that team, but obviously not the top dog. Um, where it gets wilder, Tuscaloosa police uh, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, testified that Alabama star Brandon Miller, who right now in most mock drafts is supposed to be going in the top five. He's definitely going to be a lottery guy unless seeing how this I'm unfolds. You're going to be shit now. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but it's saying that he supplied the gun. Um, in a text message, it said the heat is in the hat, meaning, yo, this is ready to go. Um, what? Sketchy. Let's pause on Pretty that for a minute. Crazy. Like, yeah. Could you imagine explaining that in court and it's like they, the judge asks you, like, so what is the heat is in the hat mean exactly? It's like, oh, you know, Your Honor, that's just a little saying we got in the in the team, and, and you know, the heat's in the hat. You know, it's like, hey, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, I don't know. I got like Jay Z on vinyl. I put it, I put it on the record player. That's the hat, and the heat is the, the Jay Z. Right, right. <laughs> the heat is the Hove album that I've been coveting for so long. And the judge is like, uh huh, uh huh. Good talk, yeah, okay. coach. So you weren't the alive. Heat is in the Jay-Z hat, was popular meaning the gun was ready to go. I wonder what yeah. type of caliber of gun, because if you think about it, that heat Hand. has to be underneath to be like- the said hat. So you gotta have a big fucking head, right? You gotta have like Mike size head, right? You gotta have Chicago Mike size head to have a hat. So or okay. the hat could be slang for something too. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I, yeah, we're just not into these terms, Vince. We gotta buff Which up. Which is probably good. Probably good. Probably good thing. Overall. Yeah, probably not a good thing yeah. that we don't know where what the heat in the hat is. But continue. Yeah. So he continue. he is so he's still playing. Alabama. Um, the Alabama head coach, Nate Oates, who has obviously coached a very good team. They're a top five team this year consistently. So they have a real chance to actually do something in the tournament this year. But he had an interesting take after this came out. He said, we knew about that. He told local reporters can't control anything or can't control everything. Everybody does outside of practice. No one knew what was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon has been to, hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any trouble in this case. He was in the wrong spot at the wrong time, which makes a lot of sense. Wrong. wrong. Somebody gets in a fist fight and he's just wrong. on the sidelines at a bar or he's at a party where something happens, but he wasn't the one doing it. This doesn't apply when somebody gives another guy a gun to go murder somebody. That's a wrong situation. No, no, no. You got to understand, dog. He was in the exact place at that exact time. And the heat was in the hat. Yep. Kind of like the cat was in the hat, but the the heat was in the hat. That was not a whoopsie daisies. Definitely not a whoopsie daisies. Can you imagine like the regret that Mr. Oates, like, do you think he's brother with Daryl Hall and John? Like, do you think he's a part of that host? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, that would be awesome if he was. Do you but think, I, like, I think John Oates is his brother? Like, <laughs> like, come on. Come on. It's like, Nate, why Nate are you so much is... younger than your brother? <laughs> it's like, Nate, it's like, can you grow a mustache too, like, Hall? Oh, no, never mind. 
Uh, anyways, uh, okay, okay, continue. And then finally, so that obviously met a certain amount of scrutiny. Obviously, makes a lot of sense. Um, so he had to backtrack. He said we were informed by law enforcement of the student athletes being in the vicinity, and law enforcement has repeatedly told us that no other students were suspects, only witnesses, which is what his understanding of it was. What he needs to understand is the guy gave him the gun. So There's a full-blown investigation that's going to go into this. I mean, DNA is going to be involved. Do people even know the, the extent that DNA can go to? They could take a yeah. hair from 1972 and bring it back to whoever the fuck you are today. Like, it's insane. The amount, like, I've watched enough crime docs on this. Yeah. Like, it's bananas. Like, the whole, you know, Idaho murder thing, like, all mm-hmm. DNA. So they're going to run some DNA, hypothetically speaking. And this is all going to get back to the rightful people. But could you imagine, like, can we just, like, take three seconds? Like, so he allegedly did this, right? Allegedly. Darius Miles? He, he, he right. No, Brandon Miller. Yes. Allegedly provided. Allegedly. All of this, allegedly. as, as a alleged. precursor, all of this is alleged. Okay? We so don't want to get It's alleged. Us. Yes, it's yeah. alleged. So with all that being said, allegedly he provided the heat and the hat. But right. how are they going to do that? Is the gun documented? Is the gun registered? Is it a you, you just don't know? And once again, this yeah. is going to go back to the DNA. So my whole thing is, it's like I just don't understand how like kids who are playing a college sport and getting paid their way to do so would even think for three seconds like why would he? What was the motive to kill a twenty-three-year-old girl that clearly you had relationships with or a relationship with? Did she get pregnant? Like a lot of kids like lose their mind and think that like that's the only way out. I mean a psychopathic way out, but a way out. Like insane to me. Yeah, that's a wild way to think. And with everything sure. going on around you, you just saw the Idaho murders unfold. What the fuck do you think's gonna happen? The fuck do you wanna you know what the is? alleged story is? Again, alleged. I wanna hear give me the alleged story. He allegedly killed her because she didn't want to talk to him. Took huh. my baby's life because she wouldn't talk to him. So his. So basically, he. This is that's what the mom said. Um. So the mother of the twenty-three-year-old woman who was shot and killed, um, involved two men, Darius Miles and this other guy. Also, different Darius Miles than the one you're thinking of. Everybody in this world, it's this is a young guy. Um. She wrote on her Facebook that he was shot and killed because she wouldn't talk to him. So he wanted to get in the business, and she's like, nah. So that's why he did that? That doesn't seem like enough. I've been rejected many a time, and I've never wanted to murder somebody. There's got to be something more. they got to peel back this onion. I'm telling you, there's got to be something more other than she just didn't want to talk to him. No, no, no. we got to dig down deep in the depths. There needs to be a full-blown investigation. Where the fuck is Wishbone when you need him? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, but just how are you... I don't know. It's a, the idea of murder is so foreign in my head. Like it's such a yeah. I don't know how you ever bring do. yourself to do that. Yeah. To, for something that's so minute and something that you should have to live with as a human being, like get used to rejection and figure it out. This is a wild way to do that. Wild way to do that. So, like, what's the timeline? I wonder. Right, and you know, for everybody listening, this is a sports podcast, not a crime podcast. But what is the timeline? When we are, we've we've been a conspiracy podcast, we've been many things, never a crime. Yeah, podcast. we've done we've done Here more we than sports, <laughs> not well, but we've done it. 
this is a crime podcast. So yeah. with this crime, like what is the timeline as opposed, you know, so the heat was allegedly in the head, right? Not the cat. And then the heat was then taken to perform the terrible act, allegedly. So, like, what is that timeline from the heat, once again, being in the hat, to then this thing being executed? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what is, how does that look? Like, that's what I'm more interested in is, like, the process. And, like, did he do it with somebody? Is there an accomplice? Did he do it by himself? You said there was an accomplice. And was it on purpose? I think is a big thing, too, because there's there's reasonable you could reasonably think like, hey, maybe he. And again, this isn't saying that he should have or not, but maybe he brought it for some specific reason and it ended up going off when he didn't want it to. Maybe if that was the wrong woman, there's chances for all of those things to be true Um, where, oh, like I didn't know there was one in the chamber and there was and it just ended up happening like that's those are all possible outcomes, obviously play with fire, get burnt. But I feel like there's going to be a lot more once he start. once he actually ends up in front of a grand jury and this thing ends up playing out. Wow. This is insane. This is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. This is like almost like modern day, like Allen Iverson type uh, drama in a way where Allen Iverson oh, yeah. was a part of a robbery where someone got murdered. Uh, it wasn't to this extent but still pretty bananas, nonetheless. So this is definitely going to be absolutely bananas. Crazy. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I just how hope it ends brother... up the way that it should. <laughs> yeah, I hope the brother of John Oates, you know, figures this one out and goes back to coach basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or what singing a rich girl with the boys. Singing rich girl with the boys, either that or man eater. Oh God, poor timing. Anyways, um, <laughs> any hoodle. Vince, we got some NBA news to talk about. We got the great yep. white hype coming yep. back, winning a dunk competition. Fucking Mac McClung. I didn't even know who the fuck he was, Vince. Can you tell you us? You didn't know who he Mac? was. I had no idea who the fuck he was. Oh, was man. Or Mac, Mac McClung. McClung. Mac McClung has been a name that I've known in my life for like eight years now. Like a long time. Really? And I feel like a lot of people will agree with me that have been, you know, that have, were on the ball is life mixtape type deals on Instagram and, and YouTube and all of those things. Like all you would just see these guys in high school with insane hops getting up there doing wild ass shit as like a sophomore in high school, whatever it may be. Mac McClung was one of that. He had hops so ridiculous when he was in high school. He was doing the dunks that he did for on like the main stage when he was young like that um he was no also way. just he was i mean it wasn't as like high like his verticals way better now obviously things like that he grew into himself but yeah he was just balling was on all thing. these guys he was balling on all these guys at his like high school games like obviously it takes more to be in the nba than all that stuff so um when he was in like i think he's from gate city Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it, he, there would just be clips of him just doing these wild ass like moves and spins and dunks on these kids, just ruining them. Um, so he was, he had a big, he was big on mixtape culture. That's where most of his fame came from initially. Um, and then subsequently ended up going to Georgetown, which is in the big East along with DePaul. So 
I got to see like, you know, one or two games he was in. He only was there for a year. And then he ended up going to Virginia Tech after that. Um, comes into the league, signs a contract with the Chicago Bulls, actually. Um, he scored his first points with the Chicago Bulls and then obviously goes to the G League back and forth. Uh, one of the coolest stories about it is he was offered to go play overseas for like a million dollars or something like that, maybe more um, because of his, you know, fame level. Um, he said, yeah. nah, my, my dreams to play in the NBA. I'm playing in the NBA. I'm going to go to the G league. I'm going to be, I'm going to be in front of guys faces. They're going to see me and know who I am. And then I'm going to move up that way, which it's just like, a, it's a cool story. Um, do I think he's going to be a great NBA player? No, like people, <laughs> this happens a lot too. When guys win the dunk contest, they're like, Oh, give this guy minutes. Like he should come up and he should start playing more. This doesn't mean anything for his ability level. It's just how dope he is and his handles and his and his obvious athleticism is insane. Um, but yeah, it was just so it was so dope. So dope. I mean, when's the last time, if ever, and I mean this is nineteen ninety six. A white guy won the dunk contest? Nineteen ninety six, last time. Who was it? Uh keep talking. Let me find it. Okay. He just cured racism <laughs> in one night. I mean, literally. One night, Mac McClung did it. We're Brent all Barry. Whoever the fuck that is. Yeah. You don't know who Brent Barry is? You know who Brent yeah, Barry is? He's on the who Spurs. Who the fuck is Brent Barry? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but that's awesome he, that Mac He was McClung on the Spurs. It. Do you know who his dad is? No. Ever heard of a man named Rick Barry? Can't say. I know who Rick Perry oh, is. Oh, Mike. But... You're just, I'm just, just a, this is just an yeah. NBA uh, what do you call it? Just like class. Rick Barry <clears throat> shot his free throws underhanded. And oh. he was very good at it. Brent Barry. Um, and I believe his brother, John, if I'm not mistaken, both played in the NBA. Um, I don't know if John, John, I don't know if he ever made it to the NBA or not, but he was definitely on ESPN and stuff like that. But uh, Brent Barry had a just absolutely wet Jay just made every shot. He was on those Spurs teams. I think he won a couple, um, if I'm not mistaken, but he's the last guy to win one. Um, but even so, so yeah, it's, it's pretty it's wild. I mean, a six, two white dude from, you know, the Midwest just went in a dunk competition. Gate city, Virginia, unheard of, unheard city, of. Virginia. Yeah. Unheard um, of in this very exciting. He, him, Obviously, he had the best dunks. It was like pretty apparent. Um, I feel bad yeah, for Sims, the second place guy, Sims on the Phoenix Suns again. <clears throat> and this is going to be a bigger conversation after this because there's levels to this. These guys are obviously G League guys. Um, but Sims comes in, tries to do two arms in the in the basket, trying to go up. He got obvious great hops on it. Um, gets one arm in the basket and then he gets his wrist in there and then he shoves his arm in it and then he pulls it down and just like rips up an envelope and says 50 on it. It wasn't a 50 dunk. So that was just like very embarrassing <laughs> to watch and just That's like, oh God. I like deny the guy that. But what I did actually, I did pay attention to a little bit of All-Star Weekend. Uh, by the way, if your girl is telling you she's going to All-Star Weekend with her friends and you're not invited, she's for the streets for the record. Facts. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Mac McClung did say something that I did enjoy, and he did say that don't sleep on the G League. Go watch those guys because legitimately they play great basketball. And to that point, 
I believe that that's something a lot of people sleep on. It's almost like minor You're league a G League guy. I mean, hey, I've been to a game, you know? I mean, I've been to a game, and it was actually good. They play defense, which you don't see in the NBA, which I actually enjoy watching NBA teams or basketball games with real That's why Lucas said it's easier to score in the NBA. Oh, 100%. Yeah, the talent, the talent is obviously better, but it's easier to score in the NBA. That's insane to me, right? It, it's like, so it's a league of no no defense. And Individuality. That, it, exactly. And then to get into that, like the all-star game, like what, I turned it on in the fourth quarter, and it was like 182 to 180 or some well, shit. Well, that's because they're, e, they're doing the Elam ending too, which is a whole what's a different that? game type. Uh, they, they put it in. I think two years ago or something like that. Basically, you play by quarter, um, and then whoever's like down or whoever's up at the la- at the end of the third quarter gets a specific amount of points, and then you play until you get to the point number rather than the clock running out. Very confusing, um, but it explains to you as yeah. the game goes on. It makes it a little more fun because it gets competitive at the end a little bit, but to your point, I watched the game, and it was it – was, so lame it was so lame like and the issue with it too is it's funny because you just get a bunch of nba guys and they're all over there like yeah go ahead and shoot that dame like yeah you go and do that you're like bro what are we doing like all of them are just like hyping each other up on the on the court to do like all these like dumb shots and then everybody else watching doesn't really care like it it seemed like it was a requirement for them to go do that they're like oh we got to go do this it's going to be stupid we're just going to mess around and then leave when we're done no there's nothing to it it was so lame <laughs> i mean it looked it i can't get into nba all-star weekend like growing up it was exciting like in the early badass. 2000s because Vince you Carter. looked forward to the dunk contest because you had the yeah. biggest names being involved in that competition lebron did it once vince no, carter to your point I thought I swear to God he did it when he. I don't was think he rookie. did. I don't think he did. I'm he might have, you. maybe one time, but I. He, he could have. I just know that I, he decided not to do it, and that everybody else was like, "It's a good idea. You can get injured," and then he ruined it. Well, it just kind of leaves it for, you know, leaves it for something to just be like, "Oh yeah, these guys who never, who never get the opportunity." Um to to get to the forefront. And I understand and it's good visibility, but then again, it's like you want to see the guys who are geez doing this. Although who was the guy? Jason Richardson who used to do it all the time. He Boss. was great. Yeah. He was great. Boss. And yeah. he but he was also a like a starter, possible all star type guy too. Mm-hmm. Um LeBron James has never done one officially. Um okay. He should have. He was a fucking beast with the dunks for a long time. Um, Stephen A., do you see what Stephen A. Smith said? Oh, God. He, he always has something. What did he say? He told Brian Windhorse, for those who don't know, Brian Windhorse is like the ultimate, like, LeBron suck on his family jewels. Freaking, I love the guy. I'll say anything about him for LeBron. He's the, okay. um, who's the Jordan guy? Rashad. Ahmad Rashad. He's the Ahmad Rashad of Jordan. Brian Windhorst is the LeBron. So he followed him around okay. everywhere, and he was like his personal ESPN reporter. Um, Brian Windhorst got on there, and Stephen A. Smith said that LeBron ruined the NBA slam dunk contest. He, basically, he was the reason. Because his disinterest in joining it, and I don't I don't agree with him here. I'm just going to make that clear. His disinterest in joining it led the 
rest of the league to say, hey, I don't have to do this, which I could see a correlation there because at least for the last like seven years, we're just getting a bunch of guys that are in the G League, on the bench, whatever, guys that just know how to dunk a little bit are ending up on that stage where it is cool that Mac McClung won, but also a lot of people that watch the NBA don't know who he is because he doesn't play in the NBA because he's not good enough. Like he's not big enough or good enough. He's just really good at dunking, which it's like, oh, might cool, be an accountant won the NBA right. competition. And and it's kind of cool if they're good, you know, like I don't necessarily hate it, but sure. then maybe they got to change the way that it is, because if you're going there to watch it and try to see some NBA players do stuff, you're not. You're watching Mac McClung and Sims. I don't even know Sims first name. I wish I did. That guy. Sims. Not the video yeah. game, but Sims. Yeah. We're, we're Sims sorry. You didn't get the, 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 <laughs> yeah. Sims four. That's his number. Anyways. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't know the purpose All-Star Weekend. You might as well just give them the weekend off. I mean, what the hell are they going to do in Utah anyways? It's not like it's a That's... party city. It's a dry town. Yeah, it's all... I don't know. It even, Mormon yeah, culture. Charles, no offense did you to hear, the Mormon culture, but still. Did we hear that clip of uh of Charles Barkley and Shaq talking about <laughs> Utah? No. He's like... Everybody in Utah is going to heaven. This is what Charles Barkley said. He said, everybody's going to heaven. He's like, because all this stuff that distracts you, you can't get here. He's like, I just order room service because the food's trash. He's like, you can't go out to get a drink anywhere. And like, everybody's doing all like the most holy stuff because there's nothing to do in this town. Literally. I mean, it is a staunch Mormon town. Like, there's really no bars. You can't buy booze on sunday or some shit i think you need like two forms of id in order to buy alcohol there it's interesting it's a very interesting it's different definitely a different world than what we live in there's no doubt about that i guess i guess mormons can drink coke now that's like that i i don't know if you knew that but like yeah i they like putting um and this isn't a generalized statement but and i know I don't even know people. I've seen people that put like they'll have cherry coke and they'll put cream in it and it'll taste like a nice. It'll be like a uh, like a root beer float type uh, of deal. Well, no, uh, they got something against ice cream or something because it would kind of be the same idea. Yeah, I think so, but I think they just want it to be like a full drink. <laughs> I don't know, um, but yeah. So, <laughs> so that's that. And then th- one of the biggest things I want to talk about for this is is Carl Malone. He's a giant piece of shit. Carl, why? Dude, it's the why weirdest thing in the world. Why are they honoring this guy? It's like the weirdest thing in the R. world. Kelly. Yeah, I it, know. It's, it's worse. In my opinion, it's probably worse. Like, Carl Malone, the NBA did a masterclass job of hiding shit. Like, back in the 90s when it's easier to hide things and things just doesn't get picked up by the media all the time, they're like, Carl Malone, he's just going to, score and do all this stuff and accumulate stats and go to the playoffs and all those things and then mostly keep his mouth shut generally that's what carl malone generally did um for those of you who don't know carl malone when he was in college had a child with a 12 year old she was 13 i think when she had the kid so like in the words of r kelly define teenage <laughs> yeah very not even teenaged yet like that's how messed up it was um, and this happened before he got to the NBA and then he went on to be what second all time in scoring for a majority of the time of the NBA at this point. Um, 
And then he kind of just went off and bought a farm and, and did stuff out there and stayed out of the limelight, which is probably smart for the guy because he's a convicted like felon, honestly, truly. Um, the NBA says, Oh, coming back to Utah. Like <laughs> they have the two best sports spokespersons ever. Both of them are clinically insane. John Stockton and Carl Malone. John Stockton's kind of a wild man too, super conspiracy man. Um, and then Carl Malone's out here just being like an absolute trash human being. Um, and if you want Carl- to be like a conspiracy guy, but like that, that doesn't mean you're a terrible person. Carl Malone impregnated a fucking 12 year old. Well, right. John Stockton's just a big goofball in my opinion. Like his opinions are stupid, right. but Carl Malone's right. just a bad guy. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't care how old you are. I mean, still it's disgusting. He, yeah. So he ended up, uh, he ended up, you know, it, it, hosting honored, the stuff right? and, being honored and all this crazy stuff. Like, why are you bringing him back in the limelight? Um, so obviously the question comes up like, Hey, Carl Malone, remember when you had a child with a 12 year old? And he said, I'm not discussing any of that backlash. I don't care. That's my life. That's my personal life. And I'll deal with that. Like I have done with everything. So whatever. Um, I don't know about that. Carl Malone. (laughs) Like personal life kind of takes a backseat to, this grown man, six nine grown man, had sexual intercourse with a twelve year old child. I think you kind of like unleash the "this is my personal life" thing. It's not like you had a kid with somebody that like you've had a bad relationship with in the past. This is an actual child that you did. You're Once gonna get again, the question. People, crime podcast. We're a fucking. I guess crime so. Podcast. I guess Remember so. that. Remember that. We're all on crime this episode. This is just the sports crime podcast. We'll stop committing crimes and we'll stop talking. Stop fucking committing crimes, people <laughs> who play sports, and maybe we won't have to fucking report on it. Jesus Christ. God dang it. For the love of Pete. I'm not swearing because it's Mormons. Anyways, we can talk real basketball now, though, because they are coming back. So let's yeah. look at the East, and why don't we look at the West a little bit? And kind sure. of say where our, you know, little predictions are going to be. We got, you know, some things to chat about. The Western Conference, I think personally, top five up for grabs. Um, you got the yep. Clippers signing Russell Westbrook. I don't know if anybody saw that. So now yes. you got Paul George and Russ back together. Could be like a total fucking nightmare. Or it could work out maybe. What are your thoughts on that, Vince? Russell Westbrook is going to play better with the Clippers than he did with the Lakers. There's no doubt about it. Um Obviously, they have Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard isn't ball dominant, which is going to be really beneficial for him. He just needs to know his spot and not try to take over the game too bad. Because at the end of the day, the Clippers are fourth in the West. Um, Obviously, the team right under them have Kevin Durant now. So they got to watch out oh, about yeah. that. Um, You got the Grizzlies, who haven't played too well in the last 10. Um, four and six in the last 10, John Morant said he wasn't worried about the West when asked about it. And then the West got subsequently way, way, way better, way better. Um, and then you got the Lakers acting like they're actually going to do something. So the West got better for sure. After the trade deadline and all those buyouts and everything of that nature. Um, I think it'll work out well for them. Do I think they're going to be anywhere higher than four? Probably not. In my opinion, I think the Kings probably moved down. Suns end up moving up. The Nuggets kind of stay where they're at. The Nuggets might be are going to be first or second seed at the end of the year, in my opinion. I see the Suns moving up. I see the Mavs moving up. Clippers probably stay where they are. I like it. 
I like it. So, in your opinion, what is your Western Conference final if the season were to end in a month? The winner or the matchup? The matchup. Ideally. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend on what the bracket ends up doing. Of course. Um, of course. But, but if you had to, like, have an idea, you'd spit If it I'm up. going two best teams in the West, I do think Phoenix is going to get that fire at the end of the year. Um, I think Kevin Durant's going to be a good addition. I think Chris well, Paul. KD has like come out and basically said, "I wanted to come and play with with Devin Booker." Yeah, like he said well, yeah, because he he, he gets that shooting efficiency idea. for him. Yeah, which is big, right. and he hasn't really had that. Like Harden was the idea with that, but Harden's too ball dominant. Like I said, like Devin Booker likes to catch the ball and shoot the ball and drive the ball and all that stuff. Like he'll take the ball and make an action play to go get to the basket or put the ball in the basket. That's what KD needs because he'll do a little bit of ISO and those things. Um, so I think the Suns are going to go there. I want to take the Nuggets like I want to take the Nuggets every year, and I know for a fact that the Nuggets are going to lose in the first or second round like they always do, so I'm not going to do it. I want to, but I'm not going to do it. So what I'm going to do, and this is wild, and this probably won't happen, but this is what crazy. I want to happen. It's crazy. I want to light the beam, Mike. I want the Sacramento Kings to go to the freaking Western Conference Finals it. this year. I love it. That would be uh, sick. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I love this team. Because also, we're in a thing where it's like, everybody's getting all their you know superstars and getting primed for the playoffs. And the Kings are like, don't forget about us at three. We're out here lighting the beam. De'Aaron Fox is going off. Like It's it's quite a team. Sabonis is... Savonis is a magical European man. I yeah, I would love to see the Kings take it to the Western Conference Finals. Just out of sure parody, I'd love to see it because the Kings haven't been anything since Chris Webber. So yeah, basically, and they got I Harrison would, Barnes. Don't forget it. about that, man. I mean, who would have thunk that Harrison Barnes would have been the addition you needed? That he really hasn't been anything since he was on four years. So <laughs> I was gonna say he's it's been on the Kings game. since then. Is the issue? <laughs> but, yeah, nobody fucking okay. knew about it. So it's working out now because, yeah, you got Kevin Herter, Malik Monk. It's like a lot of guys that you don't necessarily think about, but you mix them all together, you get the right brew. Matthew Delavadova, too. Don't forget about that, man. Deli Dove, dude. Delavadova. What a name. What a name. What a name. Helping the Cavs win in that championship. Don't forget it. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Handing LeBron the championship. I kind of, I mean, single-handedly. I agree. I think that that's a great take. I would like to see the Grizzlies, though. If it was a toss-up for me right now, I would put the Grizzlies in that spot because I do think John Moran is just way too talented. And if he had a, like, if he had a KD, I think that would be his step. I think the Grizzlies next offseason need to go find that for him. I really do because that's a safer call. Well, they need to bring somebody there to play with him. And it can't yeah. be well, and they and they were good in the playoffs last year. It yeah. can't be Ben no, Simmons. I know Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no, it can't be Ben Simmons. I've never Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is the biggest floppy piece of shit of all time. I'm about to see him on Friday. I'm sorry. Speaking I'm going of the, to the Bulls Eastern games. Just, <laughs> just, just talk as much shit as you can, Vince. Okay, so I Eastern saw him second. I saw him second row one time when he was on the Sixers, but that was when he was in the, a playoff guy. So, or he was a NBA All Star. So it's different. Still would have called Eastern him a PAB. Still yeah. call him a, such a floppy piece of shit. <laughs> Anyways, Celtics you, if, to me. If, 
Go ahead. Every time we say Ben Simmons, I should just tally it. I know it's coming at some point. Floppy piece of shit is going to be said at any point when Ben Simmons is brought up. No I matter am absolutely what, absolutely triggered at the thought 100% of, the sight of, of Ben Simmons. I just yeah. dislike him. <laughs> I love it. Facets. If he wanted to be on the podcast, he'd be like, "No, fuck that guy." If like, he wanted to be real. on the Bulls, bring him to the Bulls. No, I would stop being a Bulls bring fan. Bring him just... to the Bulls. No, he'd be terrible on the Bulls. I mean, maybe he'd be decent it. on the Bills, but I mean, to the point though. I mean, the Bulls just got Pat Bet. So I mean, Vince, this is exciting. We'll kind of get into it. We'll talk about Squad. it. But, if, if we look at the Eastern Conference Finals right now, I, I don't yeah. think there's a scenario where the Celtics don't go all the way. Celtics go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of a short up thing, especially with Antetokounmpo all hurt up now what he tore a ligament in his wrist. So that's hey, gonna he, be like, very he like broke his leg when they won the championship and he still played. So <laughs> I wouldn't put it. Past I understand. Him I understand. The man is tough and he brings a level of, you know, New or old age basketball, should I say, where he plays injured? Where most of these can we have a quick squirrel for a second? Go ahead. Have you seen? Have you seen him on Instagram? No. Why? Giannis is a horny bastard. (laughs) He's married married. with like three kids. He. Oh yeah, and he's a faithfully horny man. Giannis. (laughs) When it's like he doesn't know that that. like people. I feel that it's like. He doesn't know that people can see his comments on his wife's Instagram. So, like, she'll, like, post something. She'll be, like, cooking, blah, 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 or doing that. And he's, like, when I get home, and he'll have, like, the devil face and then, like, the eggplant emoji. <laughs> like shit. He'll comment, like, ten times in a row. Just, like, oh, the Greek freak is feeling freaky tonight. Like, all this crazy shit. Good for him. Good and every time him, I man. see it, I'm like, God damn. I'm like, look at that big statuesque man. Like, you know, he's going home putting in work. Like, there's no doubt about it. You got to put in work, man. Yeah. I mean, hey, Rihanna said it. You got to put in that work, especially if you're making a bunch of money. I wouldn't yeah, even so think he's, about it. He's not even criminally horny. He's like Hiroshima horny. all the time. You know yeah. What I mean? Hey, you got to get that jackrabbit energy out of there. He goes to battle every night up. and he comes home. Yeah. Absolutely. God um, bless him. That being said, I don't see the Bucks in the Easter Conference Finals. No, don't either. What I this is another maybe like, the Cavs. Maybe the Cavs. Yeah, they're although good. The they're... Heat, although the Heat just signed Kevin Love, might be a sneaky pick. You never know. It's an I old man, know. though. It's an old man. He's an old man. I when I saw oh the Heat signed Kevin Love, I was like, he still plays. Yeah. Well, he's getting All his right. jersey retired by the Cavs as well, which huh. surprised me. But you know. Well, he he helped him win a championship. There. Yeah. Good for him. Um, so the way I see the East right now, the Nets are moving down. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're not going to have the firepower anymore. They're going to move down. The Knicks are on oh, a heater boy. right now. We'll see if they continue it. Um, what I want to see happen, and not because I dislike them or the city at all, I just think it would be so funny. I want to see the 76ers make the final so they can lose. <laughs> really? Like, Really rude, yeah. Because the Phillies lost the fight or the the World Series that same day. The Philadelphia Union lost the MLS championship, and the Eagles lost the Super Bowl this year. Wow! So so, it's so if the Sixers if the Sixers made it to the finals and lost, and if the Flyers made it to the finals and lost, it would be the most epic thing in the world. Um, but I also like the city of Philadelphia and I like their fans and all that. So I'm not going to 
be a big hater. Um, so my actual real honest pick, like I do think it's going to be Celtics 76ers if it shakes out that way. If that's the case, I'll still take the Celtics to go to the world. Uh, sorry, NBA Finals again this year. World Series, yeah, yeah, they're definitely yeah. going to. All of them are in my head now because I they're mentioned all of them a second ago. Score a bunch of home runs and yeah, I'm I'm with you. I said Super no, Bowl, I... World Series, MLS Championship, all in order. <laughs> now my head's all jumbled, man. I don't know what to say. You got excited. You made him excited. Shut the fuck <laughs> I got excited. Don't get me all jacked up, bro. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm with you. I I do believe that the 76ers have the horses. I just don't think, to your point, they're ever going to get back to where they were, right? Like Allen Iverson days, until they go back to the old school logo. Like, when they go back to the old school yeah. logo, I think they got a legitimate shot. And I'm a logo guy. So there you go. But that's no, just I like my that most humble lot. opinion. If they yeah. go back to the old school logo, I think that's the, the change you need. And I think you go back to those old black and golds. Dope. Yeah. Let's go. Remember those, nat, like, absolutely nasty in a bad way uh, colorways they had with those where they were blue? Blue colorways no, and then black and black and gold writing. It was so it was gross. <laughs> it was all, it was all, no. It I love I loved those jerseys. I did. The blue ones were the wizard. The the old school wizard jerseys were disgusting. They were, yeah. They were are you talking about like Gilbert Arenas? Those ones. Yeah, like the gold ones. You'd look like yeah. a big turd. Yeah, he Man, scored fifty like every time he wore the gold ones. Gilbert Arenas back in the day. Those three years or five years or whatever it was, was some of the best basketball I've ever seen. And then he just fell off the face of the earth. It was very yeah. wild. He played with MJ for like a year and then was like, yeah. I don't you think know, he did. Like I think he signed no, he after that. He was on the Warriors, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You might be correct. I mean, was, you're the basketball guy. Drafted. So, you know, I'm just saying. I know you're too much saying. about basketball history at this point. You do. You really do. And to get into basketball history... The Bulls yep. are nowhere near where they have been in a long time. But they have but Patrick Beverly. And Patrick Bevs is happy to be here. Yeah. He's said it himself. Which, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm not, like, rooting for the Bulls to lose, nor am I rooting for them yes, to win. Yes, you are. Yes, but you are. You're rooting for them to lose. You're actively no, rooting for them to lose. Yes, no, you are. And here's why. Because, like, you know what? This is the feel-good story we all need. Get the ball brother out. They basically said he's done. Worst he fucking is done for the year. Worst spending of money ever. I Did I not say this? Did I not say this in like October? I said it in October. I said Lonzo. Well, I'm just, I, I said in October that he wasn't going to play this year. I'm like, there's no way in hell they're going to try. Like I said, I literally, we can go back and play the tape again. I said, they're going to try to get him back a lot of times this year. And his knee's never going to be there because he ripped all the cartilage is gone. He's going to have to probably have another surgery after this. I don't think he'll ever play all. the game again, to be honest. I, think I don't think he'll the, ever play the game to the same level that he ever did. In his I life. think at the it's earliest, he's back halfway through next year. I think maybe, you're all. it's also possible that you're correct. Um, I, I think he's a, he's a very good basketball player when he's playing. But He's a good facilitator. About it. Anyways. He's, he's got all-star right all skill. All right. Truly. What's the highest point in the rankings that you think the Bulls can go to for the rest of the season? I think. Um, so quickly, right quickly about this Pat Bev thing. Pat Bev doesn't miss mm-hmm. the playoffs. He doesn't. He goes to a lot of teams. He makes the playoffs. He's like the new JJ yeah. Redick. Um, this is his hometown. Pat Bev is from Chicago. Welcome home, Ked. Um, 
he brings a fire to the team and it's going to depend on how they react to it. Like he's said, he's going to be on, he's going to be on the Levine's ass. He's going to motivate them, but he's also going to be on his ass. He's there to help DeMar DeRozan. He's there to help the young guys. They need a point guard bad. I'm happy he's here. I think the highest that they can get truly actually, because again, we are sitting on 50 games right now. Don't lie to me. 50 plus. We're almost at 60 at this point. I think they, I think they could slip. I think they could after the plan too. Do you want to say before the plan or after the plan? Vince, that's your call. Do they even okay. get a chance to be in the plan depending on how so, high or low? Before the plan, I think the highest they possibly could get with the team they have right now is nine. Okay. All right. I, I think, they, I think like they can jump too. Like, no. Oh I think they're going to have to play in the plan if they want to go to the playoffs. Because again, okay. we are at sixty games. They have about twenty left. Like those, that five game difference between number seven and number and eleven remind, is, is a big jump. Remind, remind everybody why this bet is such a big deal. Sure. Why is um, that such a big deal? Vince? So if the Bulls make the playoffs this year, then your boy Vince gets to keep his beard. And Mike's taking me out on the town like one of his floozies and letting me drink and eat, and it's going to be awesome. If the Bulls don't make the playoffs this year, I am going to begrudgingly and sadly shave off my beard with none other than Henson shaving. And I'm thankful that Henson shaving is going to make it look good, but I'm not thankful that I'm going to have to take my beard and basically take it off. It's been about... Six plus years, maybe seven since I've shaved my beard off, and I am not looking forward to it if that were the case. So <laughs> that's what we're looking oh, Vince, for. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Shout out to Henson. I Shaving told you you're rooting for it. Pod. I told you you're I rooting think we for it. Tell the people a little bit more. You're rooting for it. Uh ladies, gents, all the above. A word from Henson Shaving. The Henson Razor. More. It puts an end to shaving irritation and cuts while also making your skin feel comfortable and smooth. The razor's made with CNC machines to aerospace standards. That means it's made to very tight tolerances, meaning the combination of how securely it's held and how minimally the blade is exposed delivers a smooth and safe shave no other razor can offer. Um, We talked about this last week, obviously. We're back around again. I use this so I get I get my hair cut, I get it lined up by the barber. And my biggest concern every time I'm done with it is like, hey, I'm not gonna get a haircut for two weeks. My beard's gonna get wild. I would use my razor with the multiple blades and it would just, you know, it would just basically ruin my beard because I'm like, I can't get this line perfectly. This is perfect. It has unique head design, it has one blade in it, it's very thin, very precise, and it can just kind of get right into there. Um it has as exit channels, so I know the biggest problem that everybody has is how do I clean my razor after it, and it's always a pain in the butt. This time, they have these nice little spots at the bottom of it. It's a single blade. You can run water right through, and the hair goes right down the drain. Clean. To your point, I've Vince. never had a razor that's easy to clean. Never. To your point, Vince, I mean, I shaved before this wedding I went to last week, right? And I'm very particular about when I shave because I have very sensitive skin. And usually there's certain parts of my face that'll break out or I'll get razor burn. I don't get that with sure. this razor at all. Ooh. And to your point, I think with the technology that they use, I mean, we're talking aerospace engineering here. We're talking materials that are used on the International Space Station. I mean, Vince, 
I'm not breaking out anymore. And not only that, but the handle itself and the razors themselves are so light. I I don't know what we were doing before. Easy to pack. Easy to do everything. It is not like your normal razor. And the biggest kicker here, cost of ownership averages $88.20 every two years, which is $177 less than a normal cartridge razor. Better for the environment. Stop using plastic razors. Use this metal one. So... Go on the website, hensonshaving.com. Use the promo code TAXISQUAD at checkout and receive a 100-pack of blades free with the purchase of a razor. You got to put them both in your cart. So put the razor in your cart. Put the 100-pack of blades. When you're checking out TAXISQUAD, T-A-X-I-S-Q-U-A-D. And for most users, this amount of blades will last two to five years of shaving. So promo code TAXISQUAD, hensonshaving.com. Well, Vince, we're finally back with baseball talk, and I'm really jacked for it. So we got, you know, coming up soon, we're going to get into it. We're not going to talk about a ton right now, but, you know, World Baseball Classic is back. Yes. It starts on the 7th of March. They so released really the jerseys. Are they dope? And, dude, I don't know why. No, they're not. None of them really are. No? None of them are I cool, don't know huh? why they do this. Like, it's the whole world gets to design one. Netherlands had a really cool hat, and then they had these black and white pinstripes that just didn't look good. The USA, the logo is just bad. Like, the only thing, the only one I like is the Mexican hat, and I haven't seen their jerseys yet. So it depends on what that's going to look like. But besides that, it's just really big, poor showing. going to have a big old fighting chicken on it. That'd be dope. Anyways. It would be pretty cool. So um, (laughs) the games do, in fact, start on the 7th um, before the pool rounds and quote. Um, But this is baseball starting at 6 o'clock in the morning going till uh, all hours of the night. Like, insane. So if you're a baseball guy, there's actually going to be some good baseball. There's going to be some terrible baseball. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like Cuba and the Netherlands start on the 7th. And that's the first. The Netherlands is never is never going to see the next round. <laughs> I mean, they're going to get dismantled like, by Cuba. Oh, it's baseball, yeah. And then the Cubans are going to be like, "Yep." Yeah. And this is what we were bred to do. So my out. father brought the baseball over on a boat. <laughs> it's just like the Cubans are like, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" <laughs> Wait, just go play soccer and just let it's us. Like, play yeah, just go back over. to like luge or whatever you guys play over here. <laughs> and then any. Eighth, um, we have a bunch of like this is crazy. So on the eighth, you have Australia and Korea, and then Panama and um, Chinese islands. It's so interesting how this is. Yeah, and I close the link. How dare I? Australia. Australia is going to get their shit rocked by Korea. Um, I saw the Australian lineup. There was about one guy per lineup that I knew. There wasn't one person on the Australian lineup that I knew at all. I mean, let's face it. I mean, chances are it's going to be Puerto Rico, maybe the U.S., depending on how their lineup looks. I mean, Cuba, Dominican. Don't forget Japan. I, I mean, think there's Japan a better chance that the Dominican Republic. Yeah, for sure. I think there's a chance that the Dominican Republic ends up taking it this year. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised. All those, you know, South American countries always usually come in and just fuck us up. Eloy! I wouldn't be surprised. Is Eloy playing in that? Yeah. Yep. Yes, he is. 
Interesting. I wonder if he'll get injured before the season even starts because I could see that happening. <laughs> Stop with this. We talked about it before. We got to go into the season with some positivity, Mike. Come on. What am I going to be positive about? The fact that he runs like a baby deer and he's afraid to yeah. turn and run the second? Okay. Yep. And he okay. hits dingers. Yeah, that's about all he does. He's a one-trick pony. He's modern another year older, another year honest. wiser. Come on. He's a young okay. man. Right, let, let him learn. Let's talk about some new baseball rules, Vince. There's Shall some we? new rules coming into the game this season, and I'm jacked to talk about it. I think it's good. I think this is going to be a good thing for the league. Um, so tell me about the first... these softball bases that they got going now. Yeah. So tell the first thing that's being softball. introduced is the bases. Um, so the bases, which traditionally have been 15 inches square, will instead be 18 inches square home plate, same size. Um, it's especially important at first base when where fielders have an extra three inch advantage, basically to stay out of harm's way. That's the intention with this is they want less people running into each other and fucking each other up with cleats and stepping on each other and stuff, which makes sense. Um, It'll create a four and a half inch reduction in the distance between first and second, between second and third. And it encourages then more stolen base attempts, which I also like. I mean, the difference between four and a half inches in a game that's as fast as baseball, like quick twitch, that is a big deal. That's a lot, Um, right? That's a lot. Yeah, that's a a lot. Because you have like Wilson Contreras down at home throwing like 100 miles per hour right right to the glove like that four and a half inches is make or break. Make or break. Um. So it's exciting. I I think I like, I'm just going to say it for now. I like all the rules that they're implementing that we're going to talk about here. Um, Rob Manfred, Vince's boy all of a sudden over here. Yeah. So that's not true. (laughs) And we know this from, I mean, the world is a big piece of metal, right? Come on. Yeah. And squirrel moment. Please tell me you saw Roger Goodell getting all giddy with Patrick Mahomes after they won. No. Why did he touch his butt or something? Dude, he was like jumping around, giggling with him and hugging him. It was all happy and fun. Uh, I think Tom Brady won the Super Bowl and like was like, fuck you. Give me that trophy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. Portnoy like retweeted it and he was like, this is not how a commissioner acts. And I'm kind of kind of in between on it. I'm like, I don't know. I I wasn't going to say that. I'm just saying like, I don't fucking script it. I don't know if a commissioner should be doing that, but also it's cool that he has passion for the sport. So either way, that's all I want to say. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not a big Rob Manfred fan. I think that's, that's been pretty apparent since the beginning. I mean, of this hey, a world series trophy is just a big piece of metal. That was wild. Yeah. I would rather him get excited and actually like the sport than be like, Hey, like none of this actually matters. This is all about making money. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, just, just, just get it out. But I do, to your point, I like the rule changes. Got the new base. We have a pitch clock. Finally, yes. there's a pitch clock. No longer do we have to watch guys scratch their ass for 30 seconds <laughs> to a minute uh, in between pitches because, you know, they're trying to get the right thing or got to step off the rubber or whatever. It, it's just it, – it's going to be great for the game, in my opinion. And baseball games are going to be as long, which is going to help fan awareness yeah. or engagement coming really. to the game. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's the word. Because their biggest issue, and this was the whole thing when the guy started the Savannah Bananas. I'm not sure if you know about them, but they're like all over TikTok and stuff. That's the fun league. That's the fun league. Yeah, they're they're the fun league. That was one of the main things he wanted to fix. He's like, the biggest thing with baseball is people come at the beginning and then they leave before it ends. 
And this fan of bananas idea was like, we need to make it shorter so people can will come and watch and stay the whole time. And it's true. I mean, game starts at seven. You might be leaving at 1030 sometimes. Um, so this is good uh, to to lay it out. Uh, pitch timer is going to be 30 seconds between batters. So not a lot of all the, like, the rigmarole and all that BS between it. So this also keeps batters um, going. And then between pictures, there's a 15 second timer with the bases empty and a 20 second timer with the, with a runner on base. So, you know, that'll affect also how people steal. I'm not exactly sure what the repercussions are for this. So I assume we'll figure that out soon, but I think this is good overall. They've been talking about it for a while. They implemented it in the stadiums, but they haven't really been enforcing it at all. So is it like, I think this is going to be more ironclad. Would it be like, I think so over the limit. Yeah. Like like a second over, like what, what happens if like you didn't get your call in time or whatever? I think they're, they, I assume they're probably going to be a little lackadaisical with it, especially at the beginning. Okay. Whereas like, especially if it's a second over, it's not like a shot clock where it's like, stop, boom. But like, if it's obviously like two seconds, three seconds over, you're like, all right, you know what she did. Let's go. Let's get this game. Well, the my whole question is, did they eliminate with the bigger bases and all this? Did they eliminate that lame ass runner on second when you go in extra innings? Because you want to know what they did, Mike? They made they it a never... permanent rule. You're serious. I thought they were Swear getting rid God. of it. Nope. They made that a permanent rule going forward. Oh. So that's not changing anytime soon. It's going to take a lot to amend that out of the rules. So that's happening. Oh, my God. That's yeah. the worst. I hate yeah. that. What I that's wish like they wearing... would do, oh. I wish they would take it and. and <laughs> that's kind of a good comparison. But it's so put it somewhere where it should never be seen ever again because it's not rec league softball. I professional baseball. Yeah, I don't know. I would prefer them to do it in the 12th inning. Where it's like you couldn't get it done in 9. All right, do 10, do 11. If by then it doesn't happen, okay, throw a guy on there. We need to finish this game at some point. When it happens in the 10th inning, it's like, all right, it's over now. And it's like, shit, we just did nine full innings to see that. Like, what are we doing? So I would at least want to have two innings where it's like, it's still possible to win it normally. Hmm. I still think it's the lamest rule, no matter what way you spin it. It's, it's, it's yeah. not right. No, I agree. Ball. I'd rather watch 18 innings of baseball than to see it on like that. Exactly. Because it's booty. Like, you didn't earn it. It's like, if you got the runner that inning for it being that inning well you got the uh nice end of the stick i guess i don't know it's pretty dumb anyways yeah because it's just like you can you can take a walk or hit it to the opposite field move guy on the third and then sack fly and it's over like what are we doing i agree that's why it's so dumb and i don't think it helps the game at all but let's continue defensive shifts no longer a thing which this i do yeah This is great. I'm a traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist. I am in this regard as well. Um, Four infielders, excuse me, must be within the outer boundary of the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. So they can't basically back up into the outfield and make a fourth outfielder, essentially. Infielders may not switch sides. So we've seen third baseman move behind the shortstop into like behind second base. No longer legal. A team cannot reposition its best defender on the field 
of like on on one side of the field into infield the batter is more likely to hit the ball so like you'd throw like a Arenado behind second base cuz he's a gold glover no longer allowed i think this is good we talked about this a little bit before we started recording today but it's like every sport has rules defensive 3 seconds you can't stay in the box in the nba or you're going to get called for that in the NFL, you can't, you got to have like eligible players downfield and then you have alignment. You can't have alignment just standing back waiting to charge at a guy. There's rules for positioning for every other sports. And I think that they should also have the same thing with the MLB here. I agree. I do believe though, that this adds an element of strategy to the game that they haven't had in a long time. So, you know, for me, the whole shift thing I thought was always, not necessarily fair to the hitters because the pitching has become so much better. So good. Yeah. So with all that being said, and a lot of people argue, we'll just hit the ball to the side, which it isn't. Well, when you're trying to keep up with a hundred mile an hour, hundred mile an hour fastball with movement, well, there you have it. So it's not as simple as, you know, rec league softball or, um, you know, semi a little league baseball where you just push yeah. the ball the other way. If you knew what you were you can't doing, really wait on the pitch like that for real. No, but in a lot of cases though, guys would get burnt from doing the shift. I mean, there's many, many occasions where guys have just gone oppo in different scenarios where it just made sense for them to. Then again, so you have Yasmani Grandal. So we might be seeing Yasmani Grandal's best season ever this year. I just want to make that. God, I hope so. We could use it. <laughs> we could use it on the south side because we sure as shit know if he cannot run. Well, nope. Could they have like a a permanent pinch runner? That'd be a yeah. You know cool. how you know how like when you like hurt your foot or something in like gym softball or kickball, and they'll let you kick the like, ball and have like, need a, a guy. runner. Yeah, give me a guy. <laughs> we should have that in the MLB. That would be awesome. Yeah, for your slowest guy, Yasmani. He gets a runner. He It'll hits ball funny. far. Like, you run round base fast. This is it would this have is to be work. really funny. It, to, it would be really funny if they were like, all right, well, it has to be your second worst runner then. Like, oh, fuck Eloy. Damn it. He's yeah. afraid to run. Shit. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like, what are we or you supposed can just have to do here? The last out, so then you have to strategize where you put a guy. Big thoughts. Big thoughts. Big thoughts, Vinny. Big thoughts. But still like the fact that they banned the shift. I think it adds more of a traditional element to the game. I agree. Minus that and base runner. Continue. I have one more. I have one more for this. Um, and this one might be my favorite because this has been getting kind of outlandish for the last couple of years here. Uh, they made rules based on pitcher windups that they didn't have before. So... For those of you that haven't seen it, if you like the White Sox, you have because of two years ago. Um, Luis Garcia of the Astros has this like rock, rock of the baby or rock by baby or whatever they call it in his windup where he'll go forward on his front foot and then rock it back to his back foot and then forward and back and forward and back and then go where he's always trying to mess up the timing with people. This is with pitching. They decided that this is no longer allowed. They basically went to the Astros and they're like, hey, you guys can't can't do this anymore because this is like completely like ridiculous. Um, so what they're what they're doing, what the actual rule is now, um, they're requiring people to when they step on the rubber, there's intent going towards the pitcher because you're what you're what's happening with it, too, is people are holding their knee up and sitting there for two seconds and then going back and throwing it 
the timing thing is weird, and I get it, but there needs to be like a rule where you can't just be going back and forth. Well, this like is that, just this is up. the Nestor Cortez rule, basically to me. This same is thing, Nestor yeah, Cortez same thing. Rule. He's also in the, and so is Clevenger for what it's worth. Anybody, yeah, yeah, I could see it. He, yeah, they they basically guys listed guys. They listed guys like like Clevenger, Garcia, all of them were on there, like. Because it says the rule, they're permitted to take one step back or laterally and one step forward. So if you do it more than once, then then you're screwed. So you'll see a lot of guys go like front, back, front, back, go. You can't do that anymore. You got to go back, front, go, or front, back, go. There's no like in between. Back in the old days of baseball, they would have guys who go like way over their heads, but it was still all one movement. There was yeah, their really feet were doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. So maybe we'll start seeing that again. That would be sick, right? That'd be awesome. Guys like, yeah. like way, way high up and then like came through with it. I mean, that'd be rotating that'd be their arms. Yeah, yeah, love that. It'd be fantastic. So maybe we'll see the, you know, all these guys, it's all about catching an advantage. I think this year of baseball will be a little bit more exciting due to these rule changes. And I'm really excited about what this next season will become. Not necessarily excited about the Sox. In particular, but we got many months of that ahead of us. So, so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Lloyd Christmas. All right. Let's get <laughs> into what we do best on this podcast. And let's talk about some NFL free agency because it is a sad time of year, but we still bring you the goods, right? I mean, is, yeah. is it never a bad time to talk about the NFL? That's the, the thing. The, like, N- <clears throat> the NFL is always going, no matter what. It doesn't matter what time of year it is. No. It's always something. It's always leading the news in sports news. And right now, free agency is off to a hard start. New York Jets just interviewed Derek Carr this week, yeah. not David. So that's a good thing. This is the first time he didn't mess it up. Respects to you. Um, Derek Carr went and got dinner with Robert Sala and Nathaniel Hackett. Because if you don't remember, Nathaniel Hackett's now the OC of the Jets. Um, in that meeting supposedly supposedly again supposedly allegedly, uh, the jets told allegedly allegedly the ducks the, the ducks the jets told Derek Carr I said I put jets and Carr the, the jets told Derek Carr that if he was on the jets he'd be a hall of famer I don't know where the hell they get that from this factor cap Vince factor cap, cap. That's cap. totally. Uh, cap, bro. I mean, if yeah, if he goes to a bunch of Super Bowls and plays really well, sure. But I, there's no track record saying that's possible. And also, for what it's worth, the head coach of the Broncos last year with that brutal offense, it's not your offensive coordinator. Is that going to go well? Maybe let's, he was with the Packers and he was pretty it. good. But come on, come on. Let's face some facts here. Derek Carr is less good looking. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. All right. If you look at the stats. They're very similar. He's they probably a little more skillful. Season. Probably a little more. Maybe skillful. a little. Maybe a slight more athletic. But where yeah. he's not athletic, you know, Jimmy G, you know, makes it up in the handsome squad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what I'm getting at is, though, like, they're the same guy. Like, to me, David Carr, Derek Carr. Damn it. I thought you were going to get through doesn't, the whole thing. <laughs> doesn't push the needle that much further ahead than, like, Jimmy would. And chances are you'll be able to get Jimmy on a deal. So you might be able to I get Derek do, on a deal too, truly. I don't think you're gonna get Derek on a deal. I mean, he got paid a bunch of money. So I do believe though, if I am a quarterback looking for a fit, the Jets are a great option, just simply sure. due to the fact that they have the best defense Everything. you could go play with. 
and period. and weapons and in like a top five uh, running back. Don't, like there's, you only... don't sell me the weapons and don't sell me on the top five running back. He played like six really good games. He's a beast. Now. Young guys. Okay. Young guys. How good is he when he's injured? Best ability, best ability is availability, Mike. Exactly. And that's anything in life. So if you're not available, how good are you? You're Ugats. You're nothing. So with that being said, the Brees Hall experiment, Needless to say, guy balled when he was playing. Yep. But he tore his ACL. He could never be the same again. You know, Michael Carter's pretty good. Stayed. Michael Carter's all right, but he's not a you know earth burner. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He's not. He's not the guy that you're gonna like. He's no Josh with. Jacobs. He's no Jingleheimer Schmidt. Yeah. Okay. Don't forget it because you heard it here first. But I do believe. That the Jets, even if they don't land Derek Carr, which I do not believe he's going to the Jets, I believe he's going to the NFC South. Been New Orleans? That Either that or Carolina. I okay. could see Frank Reich meeting him with him and just being like, Jesus. Jesus. He's going to be like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and that's you why like he's going to go. I like Jesus. I like oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's <laughs> Bible verse. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow, I mean, like, so I could I could see it like him getting all you know Jesus excited going to Carolina. Frank Reich is a Jesus guy, so is Derek. So I do believe that that could be a definite thing. Either that or the Saints. But then again, the Saints not necessarily. See, the way I view this though is you, you either way you're going to go play with a great defense and you're going to have some weapons. The only thing that the Carolina Panthers don't have that the Jets do have, to your point, is running back depth. Yeah. But you can get that in the draft, though. Right? Yeah. See what I'm saying? They could, yeah. Get that in the draft. I don't know. B. John Robinson? Absolutely. He's a stud. They'd have to go He'd for him. crush yeah. it at Texas. But there's the thing about running backs. They're so replaceable. Why go pay a running back? Like, the biggest thing right now that I'm seeing all over social Saquon! media is the Bears, the Bears are going to go and get Saquon. Don't I sure do hope that. they do. Do it. Why? Khalil Herbert's so proven fun. he could be the bell cow. And you go Saquon draft Barkley's the guy in the so much better round. than him. So much better I mean, than Khalil Herbert. He hasn't even had the work. He doesn't even have an offensive line. Saquon Barkley playing behind off- our offensive line is just as good as David Montgomery. No no cap, as the kids say these days. I don't know. I'm telling you. Know. Saquon does magical shit. What good, what good is Saquon if he doesn't have an offensive line in front of him? I don't know. We haven't seen it. I'll wait. Meanwhile, I got Danny Dimes thinking he's a fucking $45 million quarterback. Has anybody else <laughs> seen this shit? $45 million coach, man. I mean, I'm just saying, Danny Dimes, like, dude, you had a good year, but God, don't bleed it out for everything it's worth. Brother, if Lamar's not getting it, you aren't either, man. Come on now. <laughs> I know. Sit down. Into that point. Sit down. Into that point. You know, like, let's talk a little bit of, like, NFL free agency, right? So, yeah. you know, if we look at the list right now of, like, the top 25 um, of UFAs, unrestricted free agents, right? So guys who could just kind of sign wherever. Um, Saquon's on that list. Of course, we're talking about him. But, you know, other guys on that list look like Lamar Jackson, Danny Dimes, Jimmy G, right? You got yeah. Ben Powers, Ravens left guard. And you got Orlando Brown, left tackle. 
So, I mean, like, if you look at this list, I mean, who do you, like, put up towards the top? Like, okay, let's just, hypothetically, we're just going to talk about the Bears because that's what we did, talk about the Bears. Yeah. So, Bears corner, small Bears corner. Mm. If you're the Bears right now, how much money are you going to go throw off in free agency? You have all the cap space in the planet. So well, they have like 144 mil to spend or something like it's that. It's stupid. They got anything. Like literally that much. It's something like that. Um, offensive line depth and defense. That's what you got to do. Absolutely. So you got to go get a Ben Powers. You might, you might go out there and get a Juwan Taylor too if you want. Maybe you, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of lineman help right now going on. Orlando um, Brown to me needs to be like the focus though. If yeah, you don't go sure. get Orlando Brown, there's a big problem. Well, he's going to be the first one to go, in my opinion. If you're going, you want an elite Super Bowl winning left tackle that's still in his twenties, like yeah, go to him. <laughs> um, you got go to go to him, and not only that, but Ryan pa- Ryan Powers or Ryan, what's his name? Poles, Poles. No, oh, who fuck? I was is. like Ben Powers. <laughs> who? I got I got my guys mixed up. He knows they know each other, right? They play yeah. for the same organization. Yep. So I do believe that that former offensive lineman Ryan Poles. So maybe he'll have that pole, off. lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, as we do look at that, <laughs> Jacoby Myers, there's a lot of people saying he could be this offseason's um Christian Kirk. $84 million. So do you believe he is capable of receiving that sort of cash? Sure. But with okay. a stupid organization, <laughs> go ahead, man. Yeah, fair. Um, I thought the Jack. I mean, both did. We thought the Jacks were stupid as hell for making that move. Christian Kirk ended up working out. Uh, we didn't think we didn't season. think it was stupid because we like you. We've never seen this work out well. It worked out well one time. I still don't think it's going to work out well. Like. I don't know that Patriots offense hasn't been very good the last couple of years. And I understand that he has sack Jones throwing to him and sack Jones kind of sucks. I would be weary to sign him to an 80 plus million dollar deal. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe he's made sack Jones look really good. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that would be so depressing to be a Pats fan. If that's what he looks like being good. True. Just saying, but maybe if he did have a real quarterback, you never know. Yeah, he'll go somewhere that's willing to pay a lot of money for no reason. He'll go to like some some random team like that, like the Texans or something. <laughs> Here's an interesting name you're seeing. Dalton Schultz, also you have yep. a tight end. Yep. He could go to a ball team. Consistently be good. I mean, right and now, you have to go ahead. You have to think they're going to uh, some of these guys are going back to the same team. Because someone's going to get tagged or something. Like, because I know that Lamar, they're going to try to tag Lamar. I don't think that's going to work out too well. Um, well he basically, I think like, Lamar basically said he will not play under a tag. He has come right. out and said he's tagless. He's not going right. to play under a tag. So, I mean, you got to think, because there's, like, Evan Ingram had a fucking fantastic season last season, too. Um, so you got to assume one of those guys is going to be moving here. I, if, if I'm the Cowboys based on how our offense worked last year and they don't bring it back Dalton Schultz, that's going to be a very, very messed up situation. Cause they need that guy. Like, I know they have well, a lot of weapons him. on the outside, but you're that tight end position, especially with Dak. Like that's important. The rumor mill is right now, as we speak, got brought up a day ago is that the Cowboys are enamored 
with C.J. Stroud and believe he is their guy. And a lot of people are saying that they are willing to trade up into the top three in order to make that a possibility. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, right. What are they going to give up for that? What if they go to the Bears and they're like, we'll give you your next 87 first-round draft picks? We're like, okay. 87 is fine. I think they can only go like four years in advance. The Cowboys aren't going to be bad enough to make it worth it for any, really any first round draft picks True. unless they're giving us like five to seven. And then even CJ with that. CJ Stroud could fall to potentially four, though. There's a lot of talks of that. Which is fine. I mean, if that's the, I just, I don't. Because even if the Colts are trying to get somebody at one, they're going to have to trade four to the Bears and then the Bears can trade that to the Cowboys. I don't know how that's going to work. I just, the Cowboys are going to be, and I don't know exactly where they're drafting. I haven't looked in a little bit here, but they're going to be somewhere in the twenties. There's no doubt about that. Go ahead and try to get Anthony Richardson. I saw a mock draft today that the Indianapolis Colts tr- move up to one to draft Anthony Richardson. And I was like, this is the time of year that you start sure. getting the most it's... obscene shit. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what it's like, yeah, doing? that's the guy. He's got the most he's got the most raw potential. It's like, yeah, so did Malik Willis. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Oh yeah. Everybody went nuts over Malik Willis, and then that guy got shit canned faster than anybody can say boo. He still um, might be good, but it wasn't last year. Well, yeah, no, Malik Willis, I don't think he's gonna be anything more than uh, a backup quarterback. But in my opinion, this is the time of year where everybody with a voice in the NFL media strikes up conversations just for the sake just for the sake that they want their name out there. This is the time of year where reporters get their names, right? Oh yeah. So and you for the sake of sounding like hypocrites, we're doing the same thing and I understand that. So Well, hey. <laughs> yeah. If you can't beat them, join, join them. them. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying things, for sake of sounding like a hypocrite. The, yeah. <laughs> let's bring in the topic of discussion. The biggest topic of discussion in the sports world right now is that the Chicago Bears have the first round draft. Or had the first the pick biggest, in the first round of the NFL draft. First time it's ever fucking thing? <laughs> That's the biggest thing going years. around the sports world? Well, I mean, next to that guy getting fucking murdered. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> with, that being said, with that being said, right, in NFL news, this is all the craze. They want to talk about the Bears having the first pick in the first round of the NFL draft. First time it's happened since the fucking 70s. And they're yep. like, oh, yeah, they should trade Justin Fields, your proven quarterback, which if you look at the season two number of Jalen Hurts and you look at the season two numbers of Justin Fields, they almost mirror each other, which is eerie as shit. Actually, Justin yeah. Fields has more rushing yards by like 400 yards. He averaged like it was something insane yards per carry last year. Anyways, they're saying trade this guy who shows tremendous upside and could ultimately be a franchise quarterback for you, which you haven't had since Jay Cutler, if you want to consider that a franchise quarterback anyways fuck off anyways (laughs) don't get me going on jay cutler we've had two we had mitch too dude the worst yeah oh yeah vince oh yeah bring up mitch bring up mitch and just make me lose my love mitch anyway good guy seem like a good guy kissing titty mitch not the answer anyways they are saying in the nfl media right now that it would be wise of the bears to trade Justin Fields for whatever that's going to be, more draft capital, and keep your first-round pick to take one of these quarterbacks, mind you, yeah. who aren't even proven a day in the NFL. 
Right. And these, in quote, analysts and real strategists uh, are the right guys to listen to. So, Vince, to the point, what should the Bears do with their first pick in the NFL draft? The reason that they're strategists is because they're not working for a team because they've made cool. obvious bad calls, um, which takes them to this point. Uh, it seems to be a consensus now, almost, that the Bears are just going to trade Justin Fields. It's, like, weird. Like, everybody's having that take now. It's going Oh, yeah, on. that's – Which – Oh, yeah, well, the argument love, that I've heard – I what love What do you it. love? I love oh, that love they're it. saying that because they're just okay. – they're up in that draft pick capital more and more. That's why I love it. I don't think they're trading him. I think it's almost impossible they trade him. And if they do, it's going to be – and. The front office is going to know this too. It's going to be like World War Three if they trade Justin Fields from Chicago, and I think they're well aware of that. And I think they like him, so I don't. I don't see them trading him. I don't think they should trade him. I think that they should keep throwing smoke and mirrors out there, get the the uh, actual value of this pick up as much as they can, and then trade it a couple of days before the draft. I think that's the best way to do it. I think you got to trade the pick on draft night. I don't think you do it a couple of days on draft, the draft night. Yes. Let them keep and coming in because also there's Absolutely. a lot of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. To the very last second, let it be smoke and mirrors. Let Mel Kuyper be up there being like, ta, 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 ta. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm warming up for this draft spectacular, but I'm jacked. With that being said, though, keep it to the very last minute and then trade it and get as much and field as much offers as you can. So that is, to me, the play. You keep Justin, you build around Justin. Now, you look at the Texans at two, you look at the Colts at four. These are two teams potentially that could offer you a haul. But, I mean, if you had to look at it, is it two first-round picks and some mid-round picks? Is it a guy, maybe? Does a guy interest you? Does DeForest Buckner interest you, for example? Right? Or does somebody else in that mix look like something you want? Quentin Nelson, potentially, an offensive lineman that's just a burner. So in your eyes, what do you think is the ultimate, like, you can get for this? Or do you even go further back? Do you go to seven and nine, like, where the Raiders are and the Panthers are? Well, I want to see them take a Jalen Carter type. I'd like for them to bolster that defense a little bit with the young guy. Um what I think that they should do strategically, and obviously I'm not in the front office because obviously I don't know what the hell I'm talking about 95% of the time, but what I'd like to see them do is thinking about it after you said that, you made a really good point about, you know, wait until draft night. Like you should leverage as much as you can with the Colts and say, hey, you want this pick, you want this pick, you want this pick, give me your offer. And then go to the Texans and they're like, hey, Colts are going to jump right over you. They are offering us this. If you don't give us something better, we're trading our pick. That's the best way to do it. Cause then the Texans can at least have a chance to say, all right, we'll give you this, this, and this to get, get one. And if they don't think the Colts are picking the guy that they want, then you can move on with it. Um, what I think that they should do is trade back to that four, pick Jalen Carter with it and have a top 10 defender guy. I'm not against them going, one to two and then two to nine or two to 10 or something like that. If you get a lot of draft pick capital in the next couple of years as well. Cause again, like we get into this head frame or like mindset. That's like, this is the only draft that's ever going to happen ever again. And we got to make sure that it's perfect. It doesn't have to be the case. This team can build for a while. 
The issue you can run into is having an older team and then having no draft picks like the Rams because they traded all their stuff. Stockpile them in. Start utilizing them in the next five five to six years whenever you end up getting them. That's going to benefit you. So I, I would like to see them get a lot of draft capital, but my number one priority and hope that they do is maybe trade it back twice and get a good defensive stud to kind of bolster that defense for the next couple of years. I see where you're coming from, and I like it in theory, but I'm trying to create, to your point, the best situation where we can get draft capital, like right now, and set us up for future needs, right? Because we're going to need a lot more things. We do have a lot of gaps. Offensive line, defensive tackle. (laughs) Our whole defense, besides like Jaquan Brisker. (laughs) I was just about to say, Jaquan Brisker is a stud. (laughs) And then not only that, you do have some young defensive corner talent that you can lean yeah. your hat on a little bit. Yeah, right? Sanborn had a good year. Eddie Jackson bounced back. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, I think Eddie Jackson's as good as gone. Um, if I'm being honest, I think the team's going to release him as to what they owe him. I just don't think the juice is worth the squeeze. And not only that, I'm not against draft that. Yeah. Right? You draft a ball hawk if you really wanted to because you have the capital to do so and you will acquire more capital. So in my eyes, where I see the Bears winning long-term, because if you think about it, okay, yeah, this kid coming out of Georgia, uh, his name is preceding me at the moment, who is Jalen the Carter. next thing? Jalen Carter. Biggest thing next to sliced bread, just an animal. We'll go to one of those teams in the top five. It's pretty it's safe to say that, right? So let somebody in the NFC South or AFC go take him. Fine, I'm cool with it. Let one of those teams who are still quarterback hungry, like the Panthers or the Raiders, go get their guy. Come up to one, go get their guy. And they will give you this year's first-round draft pick, next year's first-round draft pick, um, and probably more beyond that. And if you move back to seven, let's say, I say you take Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Left tackle, just a monster of a human being. You protect the blind side of your young stud QB. He played with dude at Ohio State, so they know each other. And then who knows? You see what? Yeah, because Justin. At? Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. I'm not against that plan. Uh, Justin wants his boy Jackson Smith and Jigba too, so we'll see. We'll see how that. Well, you'll have the out. capital to maybe drop drop back into the first round and take and the Jigba, or you're in the top half of the second round and go get the Jigba as well. Yep. Or, you know, pick up one of those Robert Wood types that are going to be a free agent as well. There's a lot of things that could happen. I'm interested to see how it's going to end up happening in the next couple months here. You know who's an interesting wild card for me? Who's the that? Arizona Cardinals, whose head coach gave, like, the most cringe-worthy, like, Dude, what a weirdo. That guy looks like he, like, pew, connect, pew, collects his pew, toenails pew. or some shit. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's collects, like, like pew, he pew. collects his Cause toenails. Because you're, you're explosive. <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, oh, God, why are we doing this? That looked well, like a guy who's like, oh, my God, I'm getting interviewed. I'm getting interviewed. Cool. You want to yeah. give me the job? No way. And his reaction was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is going on right now? He's <laughs> a fucking guy away from me. Yo, what? Yo, what's going on here? You know, no, they're, your point, they're keeping Kyler. Kyler's not going anywhere. They're not picking up a quarterback. They're not they're not moving up. They can't they he's owed too much money at this point. They have to keep him. What if like the Ravens came in and were like, listen, 
let's swap QBs. We'll draft a late-round QB, or we'll continue to do this. We'll bring in Kyler into a system that fits him already. If the Ravens won't pay Lamar Jackson, why would they take on that Kyler Murray contract? Because the contract is there, and chances are you could get the Arizona Cardinals to kind of split it with you. No shot, because Lamar's going to want Lamar's going to want to be the highest paid quarterback in the league. He wants Deshaun Watson's contract plus five mil. Seriously, that's the that's, that's the what he wants. Right now? And he doesn't so have an agent, so he's going in there saying like, it. So you think every team in the NFL right now is just like straight up like God? We fucking hate the Browns. Yeah, I mean that's how it always happens with quarterbacks. You set the market. It's just like baseball. So. That's how it goes, and that's why I so think the there's a good chance that Lamar Jackson is a, on a different team next year, and the Ravens are searching for a quarterback. All right, next two years, what's a bigger op, what's a bigger chance of happening? Right, Lamar Jackson on a different team, or Matt Nagy being the head coach of the Chiefs? Oh, the first one. I think Lamar Jackson might be a Washington Commander by the time the season starts next year. Wouldn't be surprised. Really? Especially with Biennemi going over there, the commander's not having anybody and being ready to pay a guy. I mean, obviously, Wentz isn't going to work out. I could see them wanting to bring in, like, an RG3-type guy that brought their fan base a lot of love. They have a good team. They just don't have a quarterback. So best way to do that is just to reach across town and be like, hey, send us your guy. I could see that happening. I don't see Andy Reid retiring for at least, like, five years here, and then Matt Nagy ends up taking over because that's some shit. So Nagy became the OC after Bieniemy's out. Yeah, so we we didn't say that. Eric Bieniemy is now the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. Um, so congrats to him. You think he'd get a head coaching job at this point, but I think he's the head coach in waiting. Um, meaning that Na- Matt Nagy is now the OC with the Chiefs, which is the easiest job in the entire NFL. Um, so he's Absolutely. about to, and he's now the heir apparent to Andy Reid. So what's going to happen? Because of our luck is that Nagy's going to become the head coach of the Chiefs, and they're going to subsequently win like seven or eight more Super Bowls with him as the head coach. If you're Matt Nagy, like how awesome is your life over the past five years? Like you became the head coach of a very shitty Bears team, and like you got him to the playoffs, and then you just sucked mercifully. Then you knew regardless of you losing, uh, you could just go back to the team that got you started. That's like, isn't true. That, crazy? that being like, said, though, his I mean, his kids were getting booed at their sports games and shit because he was such a bad that's coach. Kind of comical. It was. It's, I know, it's, but it's, it, it, it is it is in it's... retrospect, but it's also fucked up. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you probably it's not the kids fault, right? It's right. Not, like, what not... did they do? They're just trying to play like eighth grade basketball. And then you got some fat Italian beef sucking motherfucker just running up yelling at him. Like, what are we doing it's here? a prick. Hey, <laughs> it's just like you have nothing better to do with your life. You have to go just your like a jig. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, this is a you freshman. My team for four years. This is a junior varsity disc golf tournament. Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> go to work, bro. <laughs> get get out of here. You're, you're a naggy kid. Yeah, fuck you too. My like, father worked on the railroads and now I gotta deal with this. <laughs> it's like, dude, get out of here. Put the bottle down, bro. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Well, you know, he did try to make Mitch Trubisky something he wasn't. Yeah, uh, he got stuck with that guy. Mitch did. Yeah. Mitchell. Good old Mitchell. (laughs) Oh, man, Vince. Well, 
we got draft talk coming up soon, and I'm looking forward yep. to it because this is going to get hotter and heavier every week we do this. So I'm looking forward to it. You just got to start warming it, up that uh, Mel Kuyper. Todd, 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 get ready Todd. for it. Going to be a little, going to be a little bit more nasally in the next few weeks. Kind of get it down. Maybe you got to practice it a few more times. Get it. I'll be ready. Don't worry about it. I'll be ready for I'm it. Todd, 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 get me Todd. going on Todd. <laughs> well, too bad I can't do a Todd McShade. <laughs> I can't do Todd McShade because he doesn't really have an impressionable voice. <laughs> just just, yeah, he, he's just like he's a generic <laughs> white guy. It's like you're you're yeah. not gonna like impersonate him. Although you could impersonate when his like face melted on the sideline in the middle of true. an NFL game. Very Everybody's true. like, "What the hell's going on with Todd?" Yeah, he's just dripping. <laughs> yeah, he was like the poor guy, like had like yeah. a stroke on television. They were like, "Why is that happening? <laughs> That's not more. right." <laughs> what did he do last night? Yeah. Anyways, let the man live. Sidebar. Totally squirrel. Let the man live. Gotta let them. Gotta let the man live. And you know what? You also got to do, people, is you do have to follow the Taxi Squad podcast. And then yes. not only that, you, you you gotta you gotta give us some stars, right? You gotta stars. rate it. You gotta rate it. You gotta share it to a buddy or two or three. But or, the person who who you who you need to really share yeah. it with is your grandfather. You Grandpa. Know? He's a good guy. And and hey, you know Grandpa. he was a part of you being here, and and you're gonna like let him miss out on this on a weekly basis. Unbelievable! Like, what type of grandkid are you? Not a good one, obviously. Not a good one is right, Vince. You you hit it on the nose. So you could take <laughs> him to a sporting event, but this time of the year, especially if you live in the Midwest, you can't take him to a sporting event. What are you gonna take him to a Windy City Bulls game? Maybe the fun in that shit. Anyway, I mean, you could. Well, while you're on fast the way, forward, you could be fast forward to, to this weekend when we're at the Windy City. You Bulls could game. be, you could be listening <laughs> on the way to that said Windy City Bulls game to the Taxi Squad podcast with your grandfather, but you're just, you know, being a selfish prick. So, so go do that. Anyway, write your wrongs. Go do that. Go do that. Go do that. Buy some Henson shaving. Once again, that promo code is Taxi Squad. You get a hundred free razors, so you'd be a stooge and a clown. Not to choose to do that and shave your crotch. And as always, we will be back next week. Peace.